Hello, my humans. This is Brooke from Broad Humans, and welcome to the 11th episode. Thank you for coming back and listening to my interviews. My hope is, as cheesy as it sounds, to just at least help one person realize that they're not alone out there. And um, basically, if I had something like this when I was younger even though this podcast really isn't for children, I feel like maybe some things would have gotten a little better for me, either mentally or physically. <laughs> I want to get uh, something clear, though, uh, out there. It's, my podcast is called Broad Humans because any human can be involved here. You're welcome to learn to be open-minded, and to be human. <laughs> if there's a subject that you would like to talk to me about or you would like for me to interview you or someone on a certain topic that you feel is important, you can email me at broadhumans, all one word, 58 at gmail.com. And I would love to hear your ideas. Shoot me some articles on some subjects that you would like me to go over. Let's get to know each other. In this crazy ass world that we're going through right now. This crazy ass year. The craziest of fucking years that we had last year. In the last four years. Let's just have each other. I feel like... Going viral isn't something that is important. Yeah, it would be pretty cool. I'm not going to lie. But this is also helping me mentally and and physically. And on top of maybe hoping that it will help you guys somewhat. I get to talk to people. You know, I'm a stay-at-home mom. Uh, I moved far away from family and friends. We're adults now, so we all have lives. <laughs> it's really, it's important. It's keeping me sane. This episode coming up, now that I've rambled on for about 10 fucking minutes, <laughs> is important. Like all my other episodes are, it's about men's version of body positivity. Men are important too, ladies. There's yeah, always two sides to everything. I want to learn what, what do men have to go through? What are some of the stigmas that they have to go through? What are some of the emotions that are involved when you as a man have to go and buy bigger sizes? What's it like to go to a plus size man store? When did it start? When did you notice that you were plus size? You know, these are all questions that I feel are important. And I'm trying to reach out to all of my audience. So I believe this is probably going to be a two-parter. I hope you enjoy it. Stay tuned. Hello, Justin. Welcome back to the show. Well, thank you for having me again. <laughs> uh, I think we meshed well last time, so I'm, yeah. I'm glad that you <laughs> you offered to do this topic with me. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, well, I have some questions for you, but today's topic is on um, being a plus-size man, I guess you could say. I don't know if there's another term for yeah, I, I think that's that's pretty accurate. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
at my heaviest, let's see, I, I, I started trying to lose weight. I don't know. This was hell, maybe eight, nine years ago. I was uh, about five, maybe eight pounds shy of 300 pounds. And, uh, really? yeah. And, uh, well, you didn't look like it though. So. Yeah. Yeah, I know. And then I got down to, I want to say I got down to like 210. Okay. And then I went back up to 240, something like that. Shortly, like a year before my son uh, was born, the year that he was born, I started you know, working out real hard and doing all that. But I was also going to a place down in Kentucky that gave you like a, essentially it was like a weight loss pill, which essentially it was a, a legal amphetamine oh, to, shit. yeah, to have you not be hungry is what it was. And, uh, I mean, it's, it was all legit. Like they, they kept an eye on how many pills you had to make sure you weren't abusing it and all that kind of good stuff. And it helped, you know? Okay. And, so uh, let me ask you a question. How did you find out about this through a doctor or were you referred or a friend or how'd you find out about it? I found out through somebody at work that was on the same program. Oh, okay. And, uh, so I went and looked into it and I started on the program and I got all the way down to 178. My and God. that would be a yeah. dream for me. <laughs> oh, trust me, it was it was a dream for me. Like I was finally happy with myself. I was happy with how I was looking because I was doing a lot of working out at the same time. So I was starting to get, you know, toned up and stuff. I was finally happy with myself. I was finally getting that that positivity, you know, that everyone strives for with their body. And uh and then, you know, just shit happens. Shit happened with life and with work and I didn't I you know, I quit taking the pills, which if I have to say one bad thing about any of that experience with that I guess company or whatever was it didn't really do a good job with I guess helping you how to keep going with your weight loss journey when you're not on the pills. Right. Yeah. And, uh, so then, you know, it was like, well, cause I, I had completely quit eating fast food, making all my own food at home, all that stuff. And then it was like, next thing you know, one day I'm like, ah, oh, you know, I need to eat something, but you know, I don't have time to make anything. So I went down to like McDonald's or something, you know, that convenience. Yeah. And then, and then it just started becoming a, a routine thing here and there. And next thing you know, now. At this point in time, I'm back up to 2.30. And it's, to be perfectly honest, it was pretty heartbreaking for me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because, well, uh, it's so emotional. Your weight yeah, plays such yeah. a big factor on your emotions. And, and, and it does. And like I was, I was so stoked when I got down to that weight. I went out. I got a whole bunch of new clothes. I donated all my big clothes. And next thing you know buying clothes again because I'm bigger and it's like what the hell just happened and it's tough I think this is a really good subject I well before, I don't know if you listened to the other episode but I did a plus size woman mm -hmm. so yeah I, I, I listened to it really interested in what the male's perspective on it like do you go do you feel pressured by the media or other I don't want to say other people because I'm sure you have great people around you but yeah. I guess other people that 
want you to look a certain way or do you feel pressured into feeling like you have to look a certain way? I don't know if it's the same for men. Um, well, I mean, and you know, I'm only one guy, so I, I can't, mm-hmm. you know, speak for everybody, right. but I do feel like there is, there's a stigma. I mean, just not, I, I think it's a stigma for men and women alike, you know, that you're supposed to be a certain way. Like, like the whole, the, when I was in that program, they always talked about your BMI and yeah. like that, that whole thing to me is a joke because like you got bodybuilders that are bulked up and they're ripped and all that stuff, but they're considered obese because their BMI isn't right. right. Well, I had a, I have a doctor and he, the BMI chart is absolutely impossible for my height for me to ever be that size. I think I have to be 121 pounds, which is never going to happen for me. Mm -hmm. So basically mine is like 165. I mean, yeah. I mean, like I would die to even be that right now, to be honest with you. But he, you know, my doctor, I'm just like, you know, give it to me straight, man. Like I'm never going to be that, that weight for my height. Mm -hmm. And he's just like, well, you know what? As long as you're behind this number, which was an, not an impossible number. Mm-hmm. It made me feel like I could do it, you know? Right. So, yeah, I mean, so as far as like a stigma, you know, and, and guys, they kind of seem like they get a pass because the whole dad bod thing was a thing for a while, you know, oh, like it's still a thing. I like that. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, but it's like, I do think that there is a, a double standard when it becomes between men and women and which I, there shouldn't be. Uh, And I I told my wife, you know, a long, long time ago, I was like, I don't care what your weight is or whatever, you know, as long as I know that you're healthy, that's all that matters to me. Because you can be, for for my size of how big I am right now, like my cholesterol is perfect. My blood pressure is perfect. You know, like, so I'm not unhealthy. Unhealthy. Right. Yeah. But I think there is a stigma for me, you know, when I was growing up, I was like, you know, I felt like, oh man, you know, I need to, I need to be all muscly or lean or whatever, you know, because before, you know, I met my wife and all that stuff. It was like, it's like, you know, ladies like that kind of stuff. You know, that's a, that's a thing that is put into a dude's mind, I think. And mm-hmm. it's like, you, you gotta be attractive to get attention. And, uh, yeah, but pretty much that's what <laughs> yeah. magazines and media put it out to be. Right, yeah. Right. And, and, you know, for me, it's like, it, it stopped being more about trying to be attractive to other people and more of me being happy with myself. And yes. like, and <laughs> the part that kills me the most was that I was finally getting there and mm-hmm. I just let it slip away from me. And, you know, I'm starting actually because, you know, of my wife's back issues, you know, the doctor suggested that she try to do light exercise and, try to lose some weight and it would take pressure off of her back and stuff. So we're kind of doing a thing together where we're trying to, well, that's good. Yeah. Trying to lose some weight and get healthier and, uh, like trying to cut out carbs, you know, kind of like a keto thing. And, uh, and it's been doing all right. But again, it's, it's one of those things where you're, can be easy where you know one night you're like God, i don't feel like cooking anything let's just order a pizza or something, you know, it's like it, you mm-hmm. can, you can slip from it so easily. And it's like, as far as like myself with my body, it's like, it's not really anything anymore of an outside opinion. Like, yeah, you know, Mm -hmm. I, I still, you know, wonder what people think about me, but it's more of me being like, 
God, I'm just uncomfortable. You know, I don't feel good. Yeah. Now it's yeah. yeah. You know, and it's just I'm uncomfortable so, with myself. Let me go back to um, piggyback off of the man. You don't feel like cooking right now. Yeah. Well, let's mm-hmm. order something. Right. I gotta say that, and I don't want to bash this company because they're helping me with a paycheck right now. <laughs> but the the DoorDashes and the Grubhub make it almost it's just too convenient. Yeah. And they, I don't know if you noticed this or not. Well, I'm not going to name names. Certain restaurants during the pandemic stopped selling like chicken breast sandwiches or their side yeah. salads. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and I don't know if it's because it wasn't profitable enough for them. They weren't making enough money off because no one wants to eat healthy, right. you know. Mm-hmm. But for the people who I'm on a program, so I have to eat healthy, and right. it's very very hard to find something healthy. Yeah, absolutely. To eat on any of those fast food restaurants, so. It's just the convenience. It's like, um, and I, and I don't know how that works. From what I've read, I feel like maybe, I mean, they're obviously making more money. The restaurants are making more money than they were before, but I don't think they make a big profit from that. Right. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just too easy. It really is. Yeah. yeah. Just- and, and that's the two. It is just, it's so convenient that you just don't think about it really. And, and like, that's, mm-hmm. that's the thing is like, I'm not like a big sweets eater. I'm not real big on any candy or anything. Like my problem comes like I'm a, I'm a meat and potato person. So like, mm-hmm. you know, give me all the fries, give me the burgers, you know what I'm saying? So that's where a lot of my problems come in is I don't, I, I think a lot of my problems is like carb intake and stuff like that. Yeah. Bread. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but no, I am, I'm a cake person or a donut person. Right. Um, that is my idea of a fun night. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, and that's the thing is like, you know, everybody's different. You know, everyone has their vices and stuff. Like my wife, she has to have chocolate at least somewhere in the house. And, and so, yeah. So it's like you have, essentially, I guess you have your own demons to face when it comes to trying to, you know, lose weight. Mm-hmm. And and so, I mean, it's, I think my, my personal feelings of my self-image stemmed from when I was younger and there was a stigma about you got to be fit, you got to be lean and all oh, yeah. this stuff, you know, and then, you know, I got bullied a lot when I was younger, you know, because mm-hmm. when I was in junior high, like from like elementary school, maybe like third grade all the way up until seventh grade, I was a really big kid. And, you know, I lost a whole lot of weight between my seventh and and, uh, eighth grade year of junior high. And, you know, and I felt better, you know, I actually started doing like track and stuff like that, shot put discus and stuff. But I still had that stigmatism that I was not, you know, that I was a fat kid, you know, and, and it's, and it was a lot of the bullying. It was a lot of the stigma of people pretty much telling you how you had to be. Right. Well, okay. So I, I'm in therapy, um, for my eating habits Yeah. and I just want to say it is very eye opening for me. And it's probably the reason why I've lost so much weight to begin with Yeah. because it made me realize my dependency on food when I'm stressed out mm-hmm. or upset or just need that comfort yeah. um, was insane. Yeah. Just, and like, like you said, I think it started at a really early age. Like I remember probably right around when I started my period, my dad would keep <laughs> 
Hershey bars in the freeze, the freezer downstairs. You remember right, that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he would just like basically just like throw them at us. Like, Here, just take this. One. Get out of here. Your dad's I'm awesome, like, though. <laughs> I know. He's, he's so funny. Um, I mean, I mean, you gotta think he has three women on the. Oh board. yeah. More than likely at the same time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, he had them stocked up. He would go to Costco and just put it in the freezer. <laughs> um, but then, you know, and I'm not blaming my parents whatsoever right. because my mom always made sure there was always a vegetable on our plate. Yeah. They never made me feel like I was overweight or that I had something going on that I needed to fix. Mm-hmm. But, you know, growing up and from where we're from, I mean, Justin and I didn't go to the same schools, but they're pretty much, I mean, they're the same in the middle of nowhere. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the prettiest girl at school was the prettiest girl at school. Oh, yeah. And then you just have to go off of what she looks like. Like, okay, I don't look like that. Yeah. Or what the popular guys oh. look like, you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Is you know, and then then since you live in the middle of nowhere, you go off magazines or the internet. Right. And it's just like, you don't know what real people actually mm-hmm. look like because you're from a small town. Right. And we talked about, you know, growing up and stuff. Like, my, so... A, my stepdad, who passed away nine years ago, like I view him as my dad because he was there when my birth father, I oh, guess. I, has it been nine years? Yeah, yeah, it has. But, you know, I call my my blood related dad, my birth father and uh, Burn donor. Yeah, pretty much. But when, you know, I, I call my stepdad my dad because my birth father cheated on my mom and left her when I was like nine weeks old. So but when we had to go there and visit. On the weekends, the woman that he ended up marrying after my mom started making me feel like I had a weight problem when I was like six and would make me pedal on an exercise bike for an hour a day when I was there. And when you were six, when I was six, yeah. What a mindfuck. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe, you know, I'm sure some shit stemmed from that too. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Um, like, and it's just, you know, like I said, I know my situation on some aspects are different than others, but it's, it's tough sometimes. And, you know, a t shirt or something fits around my shoulders. It's so damn tight around the rest of my body. I just feel like I look disgusting. You know, that or you feel suffocated. I cannot yeah, stand. Absolutely. Like, like turtlenecks came back for a, a hot minute. Um, for girls, and I'm like, <laughs> oh God, there's no way I would feel so suffocated with that. Mm-hmm. Man, I know, and it drives my wife nuts because, like, eighty percent of my clothing, like, I only wear in the summertime because they're all like cut off shirts and stuff like that. That's <laughs> what you're comfortable with, right? And, but it's because the shirt actually fits me. To where mm-hmm. I feel comfortable because, you know, it, it's not going around my, my shoulders or anything like that. You know, so I actually feel somewhat comfortable about it, But What was it? Um, when we were younger, you had, <laughs> you wore jeans. Yep. And a white, I don't want to say wife beater because that's not appropriate anymore. But <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, tank top. Yeah. White tank top shirts yep. underneath. Mm-hmm. And then a button up on top of that with a chain on yep. or a necklace. And then your curly ass long hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's how I remember that. It's uh I it's not too different anymore. I still wear a tank top. You know, right now I'm still wearing jeans because it hasn't warmed up too much. But uh 
I would be like, oh, sorry, I keep cutting you off, no. but I would be like, oh, Justin, your hair never needs to get out. Exactly. <laughs> yep. I <laughs> still, I still hear that shit too from the guys at work. It's so <laughs> funny, and so, and, and that's the funny thing about it. Is it takes me back to the, the whole mm-hmm. whole thing growing up. I still, I still wear a necklace. You know, I, I have a uh, a little uh, metal container that's got my dad's ashes in it that I wear every day. Oh, and uh, <laughs> I'm on my period, so if I start crying, in this interview, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not trying to no, get you. No, it's fine. That. I'm just, I'm gonna be very emotional today. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, not much has really changed. I still have things in my head, like if I'm, like during the summer, if I'm out fishing or something, like I'll go fish a spillway or something, and I'm wearing like a cutoff shirt, you know, and say like the wind blows or something and it moves on my like, oh man somebody just saw my man boobs you know and i i feel uncomfortable for no reason you know yeah no i know that feeling yeah and and it's just it's just something that you just i think if you're overweight or you're heavier you feel uncomfortable with yourself you just you you just have these uncontrollable you know insecurities and uh, yeah. and you know i I am very insecure with myself. I can honestly say that much as I know my wife, she loves me and she doesn't, she thinks I'm good looking and all that stuff, but I don't think I'm good looking. You know what I'm saying? That's the thing. Like that. I also like found out in therapy. Like, I mean, therapy is not just some woman sitting there saying, Oh, you're beautiful. Oh, you know, don't feel bad about that. But no, it's, it's, it's actually, it's getting into my head and, realizing when the shit started Mm -hmm. why it started what else i can do instead of stuff myself right and i was thinking like i've been with my husband for uh, fuck i think 10 years now Mm -hmm. and i find him as just as attractive and i'm sure he finds me just as attractive as we when we first met right but there's always that little voice in your head yeah that there's you know like well he could probably think you're a little bit more attractive if you just lost some more weight. And, exactly. and there's no way in exactly. hell that he would think that. Right. Because I was at my heaviest and he still thought it was hot. So right. like, it's just, it's just, a, it, it truly is just your, your fucking head fucking mm-hmm. with you. Absolutely. And and, that, and that's the thing is like, you know, it is, you know, and I, I've thought the same thing. I'm like, man, maybe my wife would find me more attractive if I was skinny or something. But even, like even at my biggest and at my smallest, she loved me just the same. Right. You know? And that's how we know we found the right people, Justin. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. And that is part one of two episodes. It's a twofer. It was a very long conversation, and I feel like the entire conversation is very important. Especially if you're a man and you're a plus size man. I think you're important. Um, Come back and listen to part two. Uh, It shouldn't be very much longer until I put it out. And um, shoot me a message. Send me an email. Broadhumans58 at gmail.com. And, uh... You're not alone. Have a good night.